Welcome to day five of our look at Psalm 26 to 30, looking at Psalm 30 today. Psalm 30 talks about the ingredients of genuine joy. Psalm 30, as you look at David's heart before God here, Psalm 30 encourages us that instead of running from my negative feelings, I need to recognize them and bring them to God and ask for God's help and healing. And so what I'd like to do is, is look at the negative feelings that David confesses before God in this psalm, because maybe it'll be an encouragement to you and I to confess our negative feelings before God. In verse 1 to 3, the first negative feeling that he confesses is, I'm in the depths. I'm in a pit. Let me read those verses. Psalm 31 to 3. I will exalt you, O Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths, and you didn't let my enemies gloat over me. O Lord my God, I called to you for help, and you healed me. O Lord, you brought me up from the grave. You spared me from going down into the pit. Only those who recognize that they're in a pit will ask God to lift them out. If you pretend you're not in a pit, that everything's okay, oh, fine, you just say fine to everything, even though when you're at home, your heart's in a pit. Even though when you're not with other people, you're devastated. Even though when you're talking to God, you act as if everything is okay. We're, we're good, God, everything's okay. Only those who recognize they're in a pit will ask God to lift them out of that pit. Only those who recognize that they're headed into a pit will ask God to spare them from that pit. So stop pretending before God. If you're in a pit right now, just say, God, that's where I am. You, you see me, you know where I am, that's where I am. Because then God can begin to lift you out. And he is a God who lifts us out. Second negative emotion that David expresses in this psalm is verses 4 and 5. I've been weeping through the night. Verse 4, sing to the Lord, you saints of his, praise his holy name. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning, this famous verse. This verse is a reminder that you often cry your way to a place of joy. You grieve your way to a place of joy. One of the reasons some of us lack joy is we're afraid to cry before the Lord. We're afraid to grieve before the Lord. And one of the reasons we're afraid is we've bought into this idea of instant joy, instant happiness. People looking for instant joy and happiness usually end up in looking, looking in all the wrong places. Some new kick, some new drug, some new thrill, some new relationship, some new church, some new book, some new something. But maybe what's needed is you go back to those old feelings you've been facing and you just confess them before God. Don't miss, in these verses I just read, don't miss the comparison between a moment and a lifetime, between the night and the morning. What you're going through in this moment does not change the fact that God has promised he will bestow his favor on you for a lifetime. And when you confess what you're going through in the moment, he reveals that to you. What you're facing in this night does not change the truth that God promises a joyful morning will one day dawn. And when you confess what you are feeling in that night, then you're headed towards the morning that God has for you. As David's talking about how he feels in this psalm and looking for God's joy in the midst of tough times, he also says a third thing. He says, I am dismayed. In verses 6 to 10, when I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken. O oh Lord, when you favored me, you made my mountain stand firm. But when you hid your face, 
I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I called. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. What gain is there in my destruction and my going down into the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me. O Lord, be my help. David felt dismayed because he felt that God was not showing up to help him when he needed help. He, he talks about feelings that we've all been through. There's times in our lives when we feel like nothing could shake me. Nothing could shake my faith. Nothing could shake my love. But then all of a sudden we feel like God isn't there. We feel like my prayers aren't being answered and we become dismayed. When David felt that God was distant, he did three things. Number one, he reminded himself of those times he'd felt secure. This isn't the only way I've ever felt God. There are times when I've felt very secure. So I know this is about something going on inside of me. And number two, and maybe most importantly, he kept talking to God. Even though he felt that God was distant, he had the faith to keep talking to God. Even though you feel that God is distant right now, have the faith to keep talking to God. And then number three, he recognized his need for God's mercy. Be merciful to me, O God. One of the reasons I go through times when I feel far from God is so that I can be reminded again of how in need I am of God's strength and help and God's mercy in my life. If it weren't for the mercy of the cross, I couldn't connect with God at all. And it's easy sometimes when you feel secure to think it's all about you. When you feel dismayed, it's an opportunity, a difficult opportunity, but an opportunity to recognize it really is all about God. And he is the only one who can show us that mercy. So David said, when he was dismayed, he confessed it before God. I am dismayed, and he found God's help. And then finally, David said, I'm mourning. He not only said, I'm crying, we looked at that earlier through the night, but he said, I'm in a place of mourning in my life. Verse 11, you turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and you clothed me with joy that my heart may sing to you and not be silent, O Lord. O Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. When it comes to struggling with difficult feelings, we often try to ignore the feeling until it goes away, especially about, oh, I'd say 50% of the human population. You can guess whether that's men or women. About 50% have a struggle with this. David was honest to God about the feeling so that he could be strengthened. And I want you to notice in this verse, the word turned. You turned my wailing into dancing. We want to get over the mourning immediately. We want to get over it. God wants to turn your mourning into faith, hope, and love. He wants to do something in my life, in your life, even through the mourning. This is exactly what Jesus taught his disciples the night before he died. In John 16, 20, Jesus is talking to his disciples in the upper room, and he can see that they're upset. They know something's going to happen. He's told them that he's facing a possible death. And he says to them, John 16, 20, you will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. Turn to joy. Joy is not saying that everything is okay. It's seeing, even when everything is not okay, that God still has a plan to give you hope. There's something interesting about this psalm that we don't immediately recognize. Some of the psalms have a title, and this one has a title that's interesting. The title of this psalm is For the Dedication of the Temple. I've prayed for the dedication of a lot of buildings and parks and churches, and I gotta tell you, it was never a prayer like this. 
where I confessed that I was mourning and that I was crying. It was a prayer about the building being used for God's great purposes. But David, here, as he prays at the dedication of this building, this temple, he goes a step deeper, and he prays for the very things that God needs to do in that temple. He prays as one who knows that this place of worship is a place to bring your deepest hurts to God and to find hope and healing. So just briefly, this psalm reminds us to do four things when we're grieving. To be honest with God about your feelings. To exalt God above your circumstances. Number three, to call on God for help and healing. And number four, to sing to the Lord and praise his name. So let's do that right now in prayer. As we come to God in prayer right now, whatever feelings you're struggling with, just bring them to him and say, God, here they are. Maybe you've talked to him about them a lot. Maybe this is the first time. Maybe they've come with tears. Maybe it's without tears. However they come, just be honest with God about your feelings. And in that honesty, recognize that God is greater than the circumstances that are causing those feelings. He's even greater than the things that may be within you that are causing those feelings. And call to him. Ask for his help, for his healing, for his mercy on your life. And do that with a sense of singing to the Lord, of praising his name. That no matter what happens, he is a God that we can trust. He is a God who we can exalt. And we do exalt you, God. We exalt you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, join us next week. We're going to continue together to allow God's word to speak to our hearts.